Welcome to the Music Talk podcast with me, Graham Farmer. In this series of conversations, I interview some of the biggest artists, DJs, and producers in the world. I hope you enjoy this series. Let's get into it. John Newman, how are you, my friend? Hey, well, I'm very good, Graham. How are you? I'm good, man. Well excited. <laughs> I am actually really excited too. <laughs> we, do you know, right? So we've got some. We've got some new things. I, I thought I don't tell you this before we warmed up, but. We're gonna. We're in the, if you want to ask John questions, we have got. We're going to take questions from the audience throughout the show. We've got a brand new button on my stream deck, uh, which is which is this. Wait for this. This is hilarious. Uh, if you want to know something from John Newman, we're going to ask you. You need to ask it in the question. But we've got this button. What do you need to know? Or you could ask him in the chat. <laughs> <Get that guy. laughs> That's we're amazing. Gonna be, we're going to be doing that all the way through. <laughs> if you want to, if you need to, <laughs> if you need I to know, stop. <laughs> <laughs> we overly produced that this morning. It's so good. <laughs> so, but anyway, so we're going to do that throughout the stream. But let's just get started. John Newman, welcome to my Disco Shed. Thank you for joining me on Twitch. Um, before we start these streams, no, well, as it's lunchtime, we have a little thing on my Twitch streams about meal deals. I don't know where this started, but it started a long time ago. Because they're lunchtime, we are discussing our go-to meal deals. You know, the kind of Tesco, Sainsbury's, Asda, wherever you go from. Absolutely. So I, so I thought, and I've got, and now I use these as a little bit of an icebreaker, as like, what is your go-to meal deal? Right, I feel like I hopefully get this would be amazing if I got discount there after this. But <laughs> a, I don't know if it's a London thing, but there's this place called Wenzel's, and it's like Greg's, but they keep the pasties warm all day. No way. Yeah, it's like it's groundbreaking. It's amazing. So I always got to get a little meal deal from there and chuck a cheese and onion pasty on the side when I'm feeling like hungover or tired or whatever. <laughs> Obviously, getting the right nutrients to rebuild the body back to its best state. But yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I like this. Where where Wendell's? I need to, we need gang. We need Wen to check this out. Wenzels, yeah. Wenzels, gang in the chat. If you've had a Wenzels, yeah, let Wenzels, me know. Too. Yes, you've got to have. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, they. They, they are. There's, there's people that are going, yes, Wensdals is the one. Yes, Wensdals is the one. That's my regular skeleton keys says. Absolutely. He's, he's on the Wensdals with you, dude. I've what randomly you... got my neighbour, he's Jax Jones. My no neighbour's Jax Jones. And he's got the, he's got this like whole Greg's thing going on with Greg's. Right. Maybe I'm like, I'm, I'm like the opposite. I'm Wensdals. Maybe I go full Wensdals. But I feel place. like Greg's might have a bit more money to put into these sort of things than Wenzel's. But, yeah. I, I don't know. You just let. I think you just do it, isn't it? It's like be the face of Wenzel's. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. Do you right. know, who was it? Oh, exam, example included Nando's in one of his songs. And then he got his Nando's black card, didn't he? Which meant he could eat Nando's for free forever, didn't he? Uh, so, so maybe you need to work, work in Wenzel's into the lyrics somewhere at some point. Okay, so uh, what, and what do you have with your Wenzels? With your with a pasty? <laughs> they do like this back, banging like chicken club baguette and just a packet of crisps in my deal. Right. And a little bottle of Diet Coke in my deal. <laughs> and then I go home and put Jane McDonald on yep. cruise ships on Channel 5. <laughs> and I just live a simple life, to be honest. Amazing. Amazing. 
Um, as I mentioned, I'm here in my disco shed. Apparently, you've been building a brand new studio. Now you're going to come from your is that your brand new studio? Tell us you, that you've been building over the last six seven months. Tell me about it. To be, on, to be honest, I I'm having one of those days. Our house we've been renovating it for two years, and my studio. Wow. Yeah, I was building it. I was building it myself, but the issue is today is one of those days where there's like a hundred people running around and calling me constantly. And I was like, why today? Like when I've got to do this like scary live stream to the world. Like, but, um, so yeah, right outside my studio door currently, there's a guy smashing the wall with a hammer. And I was like, these things don't really work together. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm up, upstairs in the guest bedroom, but this is oh. actually where I had my, uh, my enlightenment of, uh, new music and this whole new vibe and like here and programmed everything and made everything so I feel like, like comfortable in where I am and it's like oh, that's cool yeah I've, I've got the same again I've got like um, because my big deck set up I've got like a little pioneer kind of uh, what are they called like console I don't know what they're yep. called when they're like all built in one uh, just with a like a cold enchilada sat on top of it, actually. <laughs> you can tell that my diet's amazing so far, can't you? Yeah, so that's, yeah. that is me. This is this is where the hips are made, baby, you know. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Love it. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm so you're, using the pa- you're using the Pioneer console. Tell me about that. It's, nah, it's awful. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just one that I... I actually got just to try some things out on, but my actual set live setups like amazing. It's like a spaceship. I've got three CDJ three thousands, yep. DGS one thousand, the sampler, uh, the Nexus nine hundred. Yep. I've got a I can't remember what it's called, but it's the Rob Pagan Rob Pagan collaboration with Pioneer the Sampler uh, SP. Is it the Tor the Taurus thirteen? I think. Yeah, I think it's an SP13, I think. Nice. Uh, and then I've got, in my other, in, and then also sat in my studio, which I use on my live show, I've got this big looper setup, which I can control by pedals, so I can fully loop and sample my vocals and then build them up and then run them through a second Pioneer mixer for the effects. That's sick. But it's ideal, man. Yeah, because I've got like, because of all the linking and everything, like to be honest, the SP13, the, the, the main thing that's doing is going out to the front of house and coming back into my ears just mm. as a click that I can stop and start Yeah, that's linked completely to the tempo controls of the Pioneer setup. So it's ideal. Like it's amazing. And I, um, I run, uh, I run everything in my studio actually through the Pioneer setup so I can sample and use the mixer effects and record them back into my computer and everything. And it's like, yeah, it's amazing. That's mental. Yeah. Right. So that's Wenzel's and Pioneer <laughs> that I've got. Coming up next. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've been doing that for the last, that, that, that's, you have been happening for the last couple of years. You've been switching from the vocalist kind of mode to the producer, vo- producer and all in one. Yeah. I always produced, like I did my first two records heavily. And mm. since being a kid, I've always produced, and I've always produced dance music. Uh, I used to DJ as a, as a, as a young kid. And that was like the beginnings of it. So then I, um, yeah, I, I fully focused on that for a period of time. But basically, I, I 
I felt like in the pandemic, like at the start of it, I think as musicians, I think as men as well, we run away from emotions and hide from them a lot. So I basically always run around the world hiding from all these things I've done. And I felt like my career wasn't going as well as I wanted to at the point. So when I came home, it was a bit like, like, what do I do? And what, what do I do now? I can't run. I can't hide. I had to face my fears. And I think that just actually sent me into an absolute complete negative meltdown. And oh my God. I decided to completely wipe out everything in existence within my career in the way of got rid of my management, got rid of my label. I remember one day I was stood in a field with my dog and I had no management and no record label. And I was like, what have I done? This is crazy. It's really, <laughs> really scary. I was like, this is so stupid. I've had number ones and go around the world and do all these amazing things. And now I've, I've got rid of everyone. <laughs> but it wasn't yeah. like in a, in a deaverish way. It was just like for the right, to be honest. And then I actually took six months to a year of just like staying off social media and working on myself internally mm-hmm. of like my mind and everything so that I was happy as a person before I started making music again. And then as soon as I started making music, I just started making banging dance tunes. Just like that's what felt natural from being a kid to now. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I'll do that. And then pulled the laptop out wash the dust off, dust off it and it's cracking. <laughs> but it just happened so naturally. And so now, like, I'm in this, I'm doing, I am basically the kid, 15, 16, as a 31-year-old. And I think that, I think happiness, to be happy internally, you need to please the kid that had mm. doubts and uh, anxieties and, 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 and obscurities. You know, you need to please that kid. So I feel like I'm doing that amazing thing that I need to do. Now, and I love it, and I get to play in front of loads of people, and I have big flames going off, and see the two <laughs> cannons, that's cool. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, I always love those. I was like, we have a, we are, we, uh, first, uh, before we get into the COT chat, I, I, I fully agree with you, like, uh, the pandemic did, did give you that massive stop, didn't it? It gave you that kind of massive break, didn't it? But that, and you've kind of, I guess that was, that must have been tough, going, shit, I've come home and, you know, what am I doing now? Like that must have been. It sounds rough, but you are you are yeah. right. And as dudes, as dudes, you're right. We do just go. I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to sit in my room and you know, and keep it inside. And then it just then you just kind of bubbles over and ends up in a horrible place. Which is so I'm glad it didn't go there for you know. Um, but yeah, what? Uh, so let's talk yeah, about. Kid. Well, let's... I mean, it, it did to be honest, but yeah. Oh no, really? Shit. Go on, sorry. <laughs> no, go on. You <laughs> no, carry sorry, on. You carry. You carry. You go, man. You get it out, man. No, no, I think I think you said it absolutely right. That we we bottle it up and we hold it in and we hold it in and then it just like it gets to breaking point. And I think for me that breaking point did come and I was like I thought it was fine mm. and that was normal. So then I had to learn to deal with that and move on from that. And I think I've come out of the other side of it being like a man, like a grown man, not mm. a child or nothing now. I feel like completely like I've done that. So yeah, overall, obviously it's a very negative experience for so many people, but a positive one for myself. If you know what, I mean. what positive things did you put in place to sort of stop that it happening again in the future? Obviously you said you managed to change your management. Did you put anything else in like exercise or meditation or yoga or anything kind of those external things that can, that can help you, uh, you know, deal with stresses and strains and 
I think meditating was a big one, but one thing that I've always loved doing is like getting stuck into nature and getting in cold water. Like it's a massive thing. Nice. And that was one thing that I started doing. Like I started getting in my cold plunge pool all the time and just breathing through it. And then I started meditating. But I think like in terms of the things that to stop it happening again, mm. I just think I need to chill out a bit. Like in general, like, music's a really stressful horrible job in mm. general if you let it get that way or it can be like beautiful and amazing if you just relax and just enjoy the journey of wherever this weird and wonderful music industry takes you you know yeah so my aim is just to just to be focused but enjoy the ride a bit more i think uh, really key for me yeah that's cool yeah i i heard i was at a speech once and someone actually someone at tall room records was like when you your music becomes your you know your hobby basically is music and when it becomes your life you need other hobbies and then it's like what are your other hobbies and at that point I was the same I was like I'm just fully music and it was like shit what what like I used to love going to football right I'm going back to the football I'm going to start watching football again because it just lets it out there you know do you uh yeah do, do you have the do you have do you have other hobbies you enjoy apart from obviously being outside in your plunge pool <laughs> <laughs> that sounds um, cool though when I um my i love formula one like i'm addicted to it nice like, massively addicted. yeah like totally addicted nice. i've got a, i've got a simulator which just wastes loads of hours but i literally think i am like lando norris like <laughs> or george russell where i'm just like that i am an f1 driver realized yeah. that actually i've just wasted like 30 hours of my life that week <laughs> that sounds sick but, yeah yeah, my parents, my parents are all Formula One. Like, well, they've been taking us to Formula One. Like, we went to, we went to the Silverstone in 86 when PK beat, when P, when Man, the Paul Mansell PK thing was happening. And then uh, we went to, we went, I went to Spa for uh, Michael Schumacher's first race, which was absolutely epic. Wow. Like, yeah. So I can go full on in the F1 chat. I love, uh, happily days all the time, you know? <laughs> it's um yeah it's definitely interesting i get so into it i'm like constantly checking for who's going for the transfers and what's happening i'm like i'm so on it i get too involved in it it's too stressful why do i make everything stressful it's meant to be my release from music it's meant to be a hobby <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds sick but, yeah yeah my parents my parents are all formula one like well they've been taking us to formula one like we went to we went to the Silverstone in '86 when PK beat when P, when Man, the Paul Mansell PK thing was happening, and then uh, we went to we went I went to Spa for uh, Michael Schumacher's first race, which was absolutely epic. Wow! Like, yeah, so I can go full on in the F1 chat. I love uh, happily days all the time, you know. <laughs> it's um yeah, it's definitely interesting. I get so into it. I'm like constantly checking for who's going for the transfers and what's happening. I'm like. I'm so on it. I get too involved in it. It's too stressful. Why do I make everything stressful? It's meant to be my release from music. It's meant to be a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How how do you feel the end of the obviously the end of last season was the kind of Max and Lewis and that kind of debacle at the end of the season? What's your uh, what's your big take on that? I know you are a Max fan, or a, where where were you sitting on the driver front? Uh, do you know what there was a there was an episode on uh, a program on Sky one the other day that like reflected on it all together. Yeah. And I feel really bad because I was quite happy that Max won because it just it brought a bit of competition into Formula One to watch. And I thought it was devastating for Lewis. 
and he's an admiring person in the way that he strives for everything he wants and keeps on going and keeps on going and, and to be honest struggles to be beaten but it was nice to see a change yeah. and now I've watched the season back like I, I do feel a bit <laughs> I mean Max Verstappen is a hard driver man yeah. like he's really running them edges <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah and so I just think it was good I just think it was amazing to watch as an F1 fan I was like this is great like, I just enjoyed it but yeah it's nearly testing time so I'm excited to watch again I am as well. Yeah, the cha- cars are cha- cars are changed and car yeah, it's all different. The new drivers in Mercedes, which is good, and yes, I'm excited for this year. Anyway, let's go back to music. To divert some yeah, Formula really. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, if you want, if you, uh, as I mentioned at the start of the show, for those that join us late, if you want to know something from John Newman's day, <laughs> we've got a brand new, <laughs> we've got a brand new button. So, what do you want to know for John Newman? Drop it in the chat and we're going to ask him at any point in the show. And we can press the button as many times as we like, which is amazing. Do it again. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's actually some questions. Stop. Oh, <laughs> um... Okay, Harvest. Oh, I saw some... Harvest, I see some articles about mental health issues. What key things have made him habits to get out of it? Well, that's a good one. That's what you need to know. Did you hear that, John? Do I play it again? Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I'm waiting for (laughs) Now I will tell you. (laughs) Rain it back in. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, right, mental health. <laughs> um, I think we were just speaking about it actually. Yeah, like, I think I think meditating is good. Yep. Um I think speaking to somebody about everything is good. Uh if you haven't yep. done that actually, I you know, I spoke about a lot of stuff with uh psychiatrists and it and it really helped actually because I've never done that in my life. Uh, so yeah, and I think it's just like you've just got to focus on positivity in your life. I'm a big believer in the law of attraction, and this is like this thing where you picture mm. what you want and your ambitions, and then make it a possibility. So I think that's nice. It's a good positive vibe going on in your head to believe that you can achieve what you want to. So there, that's how I like to deal with it. But the shit thing about it is that we're all different. So you just got to unfortunately find your own path and and do deal with it in the way that you want to you know thank you that was for you Harvest that was your thing you need to know <laughs> oh I love it it's so EDM I know it's <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is hilarious right um, so the, fuck's sake. the first heart track that I heard uh, of, the, of yours was the rudimental crossover uh, I literally I was at Global Gathering Do you remember that festival a long time ago flipping hell um, and oh I, my god yeah so I was at Global Gathering and I totally forgot about Global Gathering ru- rudimental rudimental were on the, on the outside stage and I was in that moment you know where you go you go to get a drink and then the big track comes on and I'm like stuck in the booze tent and I was like fuck we need to get I was like to my mate we need to get back outside but then the booze tent just kicked off and it was like everyone was like singing away and the walls were shaking and I was just like holy fuck this is a great this is wicked you know it's one of those absolutely always going to remember it like that must have been a mental time for you because obviously that's kind of where things kicked off am I right and 
everything kind of went crazy. How was that? How was that well for you? It was absolutely like mind blowing, to be <laughs> honest. And the weirdest thing about it was like, like I'm not a, like I don't want this whole interview to be a negative thing, but like nope. I was tricky spot because I had my first first brain first brain tumor, and I was laying in a hospital. And then it started coming on the radio and all the nurses were kind of asking me, are you the guy singing this? And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I got nurses on me. Uh, and and then it like just went mental. Like I, I literally came out of hospital and was like, right, Bifa, here we come. And I went to Bifa and performed it and it went off. I just We all just went off our nuts for like a year. Yeah. I could barely speak for a year. I didn't sleep for a whole year, but it was like, it was absolutely, it was amazing. Like absolutely amazing that time of my life. And so fun and so naive. And I think that's what made it so beautiful and amazing <laughs> that we were just children having the best time mm. without alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds fun. Okay. And then uh, I guess as a vocalist, you can, you, you, one of the things I love is you can sort of swing across genres and you obviously, did swing across genres like you went the 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 I feel love thing and then went went a bit more housey and more EDME and, and now you're going more dance bangers. Is that is that nice to have as a vocalist and kind of as a as a producer? For me, I've always like even like Love Me Again, the, the one we keep playing, but like that I wrote that as a dance song, like a pure mm. like dance song. It was, you know, it was 2013, so you know, Tomorrowland and, and Swedish House Mafia were absolutely caning it at the time. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I just thought this idea of merging this dance music with the soul music and meeting in the middle. And mm. so that was always meant to be a dance song that I just wanted to produce in a different manner. It was just what I was feeling at the time. But like as a producer, I always make a bucket full of influences and just pour them out. And I, I don't believe in boundaries or limits or anything i just think you should just make whatever feels good i don't give a shit what is doing well on spotify or tiktok or whatever because mm. that might be me next and everyone wants to make my sound next so i think that i think you just gotta allow yourself the freedom which i've always done and just enjoy the ride of well this inspires me right now and it, i just enjoy making that so yeah but i, th I think it's always been like very dance oriented and inspired hmm. euphoric is the word i've always nice. wanted it to be euphoric yeah nice but yeah well um you mentioned earlier about you you obviously fit now you're you know you're playing tracks from as a fifth your 15 year olds in a cell what music were you listening to when you were 15 where were you where were you always your headspace at uh, i had a set of new mark belt drives nice. hand off my mate. <laughs> so i was like yeah they're so good so i was going to leeds and buying white labels of like I remember I had this recut of Lola's theme, which supposedly was the original Lola's theme vocal put over yep. Shapeshifters production. That was pretty sick. Yeah. And then I was quite into like rave music, like heavy rave music, like Wig and nice. Peer music. Yeah. Yeah. I had a pair, pair of rock ports, drunk Blue Wickets on a Friday night. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> and, um, this, is, this, is a, this is a great picture we're hearing here. This is Wicked. I mean, not much has changed. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and then, yeah, so I, uh, yeah, I listened to that. But I also listened to, like, like I remember listening to Kanye through The Wire and it being, like, one of the most inspiring songs I've ever heard. I thought it was amazing and, and like, quite 
hip hop music in places. And then I've also got like, mm. uh, like I'm listening to Ray Lamontagne and like Damien Rice, mm. uh, drum and bass. I love drum and bass. I remember I had an album called Bass Breaks and Beats, and it nice. was massive, and I loved it. It was very heavy, and I loved that. Yeah. So I had all these like crazy influences coming together, but I've never been one. If music's good, it's good, isn't it? Yes. I think that's what a music listener appreciates, if you know what I mean. Yeah, agreed. I saw somebody else comment a minute ago, which was absolutely lovely. Where has it gone? Here we go. I need to read this one for you. Sorry. Fleer79, I have a brain injury and John Newman's music has, has helped me so, so I want to say thank you to you. Oh. Oh, that's amazing, yeah. Oh, let's give them the rave horn. What's their name? Yeah, <laughs> Fliss 79 we, you can have the rave for that that's, oh, I love that it's amazing yeah that is amazing that's always nice to hear uh, and oh MXL he needs to know ooh de more details on rave music please what rave, what rave music are you listening to <laughs> we might have I have to stop using that. <laughs> no, no, he just ends up with descent into laughter. We'll can it for a little bit. We'll, we'll put it on pause. <gasps> Do you know what's odd? I've had these sort of things for nearly 10 years of that song. But that yeah. one, I don't know why that gets me. I'm really enjoying that one. That one's good. So what's, tell me about rave music. Yeah, tell me about rave music. Which rave music you do? He wants to know. I, don't, I mean... I used to listen to high pitch vocals and donks more. Nice. Than, to be honest. Do you know I what I mean? Like, I remember like, those years. Like, yeah, and then I liked, to be honest, like trance as well. Like right. proper euphoric trance, which was amazing. So, well, no, I'm not like a, a rave, uh, what they called, <laughs> like the, the wisdom of all rave. The, way <laughs> <laughs> the rave wisdom of. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe you're three number ones, man. That's such such an incredible thing. And we were watching, looking at the uh, Calvin Harris stats, which is just 800 million streams on Spotify for that track, nearly, which is absolutely insane. So congratulations, that's crazy. Thank you. That's crazy. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I know, but I'm not in control of the numbers. <laughs> I know. Well, you must. It, must it is be, amazing. It must be a it nice feeling. Amazing, it must be an amazing though. feeling, like. It's very cool. Like, it is really cool. Like, and really proud. Like, really, really proud of what what me and my friends, to be honest, have achieved throughout our careers. So, mm. it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing, like, to watch. And it's so, so nice to people like what I do. That's so comforting, you know. Yeah. I'm very humbled by it, to be honest. Should we play, can we play, should we play a track? Should we play some music? Who wants to listen to music? Let's switch stream. Yeah, let's let's have a cup of tea break and just let's play some music. Last year, you reduced to release a, friend, a track with my friend Mr. Jam and some, a guy called David Getter. Um, I thought I'd start with this one and kind of go walk, work forward a little bit. Should we play this and we can talk about it afterwards? That was, that was a collaboration between you and Mr. Jam and Mr. David Getter. So it started as just you and you and Jam, is that right? And then you brought in David as an extra kind of added 20%. Yeah, so basically we wrote it with a guy called Ollie Green in London. Mm -hmm. And I'd had this idea 
that I'd been trying to get right for a little while of a of doing how will I know as a as a as a, as a remake kind of mm-hmm. and didn't quite know how to get it right and then had this first idea so I took it to this session with Mr. Jam and Ollie Green and then we wrote the track and then yeah I went and I thought do you know what David Getter had reached out to me just that point and said do you want to do a track and mm-hmm. I just sent him that so it just worked out amazing to be honest and yeah I mean it's it's yeah it's just been amazing like it's I, I love the track now and the song was really special it was like my missus we love Whitney Houston so much so um I only ever wanted to do it justice totally and I'm, I'm yeah I'm really mm. proud of it yeah it's the first one I've done of using someone else's chorus or anything like that so I'm glad it did well you know okay that's cool so he came in on the because uh, uh, you wanted to work with you that's mental he wants to work firstly mental you want to work with you but also that's cool you added him to the thing <laughs> Yeah, totally. I see a lot of aspiring producers that are trying to struggling to finish tracks. Do you feel like bringing these, bringing in another person to the track is, is gives it that extra twenty percent and gets it over the line? You know, um, I see seeing so many young producers, aspiring producers that kind of just they're like sat on music, they just can't finish. And I just half of the time I hear that story where it's like, why don't you bring someone else in and collaborate with people? Is that does that help you? Does that help kind of the process for you? We lost you a minute. Um, yeah, that's why that's why uh, I believe that a mixer is really important because even if you like get somebody doing ad prod or whatever, mm. a mixer will always come in and give that different opinion. Mm. And I think that's nice to not mix records myself. So I always, yeah, I always do that. But I do work with a lot of people. Even when I'm doing my own tracks, I try and get advice off other people and use people's ears even if they're not working on the track because I think, it's nice to hear an opinion, but you got to be really careful as well to not let the opinions eat at you because we've, mm. like we were talking about before, everyone's got a different music taste. You got to be careful of what you let in and what you don't let in, you know. But yeah. Someone asked a really good question in the chat. Let me just, uh, let me scroll back up and ask that. Where is it? What is your production process like? Ableton Logic, do you have favorite plugins? Texas Spoon Tapper. Hey, thanks for joining us, Texas Spoon Tapper. <laughs> I love his name. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, Where's Logic? I'll open Logic right now. Um, so I use Logic. Yep. Uh, what are my favorite? Right, so one of my favorite plugins is called Effect Tricks by Kit. Is it? Who's it by? Uh, by all the Logic. All the Logic crew are in the chat going, "Yeah, Logic!" <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, <laughs> so basically, um, on Logic, what else do I use? I use um, obviously everyone probably uses. Little Alter Boy, which is amazing, mm-hmm. <laughs> by um, Sound Toys. That's one of my favourites. That's come up a few you know times on the streams. That's cool. Is it? Yeah, because it's it's like now. But the uh, my favourite one actually is uh, it's a synth. It's called Rob Papen. Rob Papen and his sub boom bass. Uh, and then generally, Rob Papen stuff's amazing. And I use Nexus a lot as well. Nexus Three, but yeah. Sob boom basis call it apparently cool. Oh, how do you so can you talk us through your t- room treatment? Wow, that's a big one. We're going depth on the production. Wow. I wish I was sat in my studio. It was so much easier just to show this. I'm quite a handy man. And I ordered what I did was ordered um like 50 planks of oak and sliced mm. them up into tiny little pieces, like strips. 
and then pat, like put them vertically along the walls. So I get that like hardcore reflection, but mm. that's not messy. So it doesn't like bounce around the room and it takes it in and deflects it. But you also get that like harder feel to, to the sound instead of it being like, you know, like that really kind mm. of soft, deep, tight sound. You know, I, I can't work with that. It gives me an anxiety attack, to be honest. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's here. It's too much. But yeah. So, nice. So, um, yeah. That's cool. Gang, you need to do that in the chat. There you go. That was his. He needs, he needs. That was. He needs to know. Wicked. That was. I'm not pressing that button again. <laughs> we'll, we'll save the button for later. <laughs> it just ends up in madness. We end up in like just fits of hysterics. Let's carry on. Should we play another music trip on the track? Um, let's jump. What back are we going for? I don't. Well, you can choose. You you choose. No, no, no. Okay. Come on. Okay, I well, I was going to go big and go 688 million streams and go Calvin Harris co co collabs, or we can go newer. I was going to say try and save newer for later and kind of work forward a little bit. Or we had Sigala on recently. We can play this, play your Sigala collab. Give me, give me your love, which I really love as well. So let's go. Go on. Go on I'm either. I'm a okay. Free. Okay, let's go Sigala crossover. We'll save the we'll save the Calvin chat for later. There we go. There we go. That's an absolute banger. I feel like do you know what that needs. It needs. It needs. We have this on our streams, John. We have the Hulk smash. It gets the Hulk. It gets the, tracks. Get the Hulk smash. <laughs> tracks get the Hulk smash. That is a Hulk smash. That's a Hulk. It gets the Hulk smash. Uh, we hit the ten thousand mark. Go on, I'm on the ten thousand. Oi! Here we go. <laughs> Does John have any artists in mind that he emulates or tries to take inspiration from when he's writing and singing songs? Basically, I, I like for my voice, I'm really inspired by like soul, like yep. heavy soul, and like but well, it's Reading and loads of amazing people like that and like the Motown era. But mm. definitely for like productions, there's so like I, I find influence from everything, like so much stuff. But yeah, I listen to everyone from like. Just so much like diverse music, like like from bicep nice. um, to uh, Lane Eight to uh, just so many people that I listen to that are uh, uh, maybe clusters left. But then I also really appreciate commercial music, like mm. very quite cheesy dance music. I appreciate as well. So I think it's just about always like finding that to take them influence and find where I sit in the middle of it because I'm. I am vastly so inspired by so many areas. So that's the challenge for me is to try and pull them all into one place that people want to listen to with it without being sounding like Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> I mean, actually, I mean, if I made Bohemian Rhapsody, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, <laughs> that would that'd be epic. Yeah, that'd be epic. What, what, yeah, were yeah. you inspired by your parents? Yeah. You, did you get musical inspirations from your parents as well? Did they listen to stuff. I did. Uh, which is, yeah, my mum listened to Motown a lot yep. and soul music growing up. And the, the touchy bit of the, <laughs> the question is, I've, I've, I've actually just lost my dad, but he... Oh, um, sorry. Yeah, he inspired me with like, no, 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 it's totally fine. Um, with like a lot of folk music and like guitar music 
he wasn't there like from the age of six until only recently that I fully reconnected with him for like three years. But mm. yeah, I think what was weird about my dad was, and I think this might be a thing that a lot of kids realize is that actually he inspired me in a different way that was he it's really weird because he wasn't there i just wanted to impress him all the time i just wanted to kind of like do something that impressed him that brought him back uh which is really sad but uh yeah and so i think that was like my driving force as a musician because there's obviously business and other things that are involved in music to Mm. get yourself in the position where you can do it professionally and i think that was my driving force to do well, to prove that I didn't need a father in my life almost to do well. But yeah, I've done a lot of healing since then and a lot of work on it and reached out and, and had an amazing relationship with him before he passed. So, That's cool. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird time, but yeah. That's cool. Okay. Um, talk to me. Let's go, let's put it back to music. Uh, talk to me about the Sakala record. Tell me about that record, uh, the one we just listened to. So I went out all night, basically, and yep. then went to this session with this guy called Sigala, who I didn't uh, know much about. But my, my, uh, I remember he released that uh, Michael Jackson yep. and Jackson's remake first. And my, my A&R, Louis Bloom at Ireland, called me and said, John, do you want to work with this guy Sigala? And I knew nothing but that single. And I was kind of a bit like... Let's give it another single. Let's just yeah. see, because, you know, like let's just see where this goes. And it, I know it did so well the single, but I was like, let's, you know. And then he released um, "Sweet Loving," was it with Brendan yeah. Christopher? And I remember immediately. The reason I I called my A and R immediately and said I'll do it because that was just different, and he it, it, it just instantly answered all the questions that I'd like to hear from a new artist hmm. before I, I, I kind of work with them. So, yeah. And then we went into like a session together. Like I said, I'd stayed, <laughs> I'd been partying pretty much all night. So then, which is fine to say now because I wouldn't do that anymore. But, um, and <laughs> <laughs> often, not often. Yeah. <laughs> um, and basically, uh, yeah, we, we just like started playing around with, we wanted to do, so I was like very soul and funk inspired and my second record was very much on that vibe, like really daft punk inspired at the time. Mm. And I just wanted to make something like that all the time. And then he just complimented that perfectly and we just got this idea. And then we just went ahead and we made the track and then we got Niall Rogers involved, which is so cool. Um, you're probably starting to see a repeating pattern here from me. Yeah. It's always yeah. going... Can we, can we get that person now as well? You know, yeah. so I think, um, yeah, but I mean, to work with Niall is just like unbelievable as well. Like that's like bucket list tick. And I even got to go and perform with him and Sheik to sing the song. Which oh my God. Like, I love yeah, Niall Rogers. He's literally on my list of people I would love to interview ever. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. I, also, hats off to your address book, man. Crying out loud. Like, you, the, how, let's have a look how we can level up my tracks. I'll just give it a little scroll in my address book and see who amazing we can add to it. Like, yeah. like, like fair. I forgot me crying out loud. I think it's, it is like, a, like, being a, I, I'm always been like that, though. Like, I am, a, but I do believe that music's, music's better together. So I think I, every time I meet someone, I'm like, we should do something. And, and, and always try and get their numbers. Obviously, it's a lot easier when you're like 
months off the back of three number one singles. Yes. <laughs> when you've yes. done three number one singles, everyone's up for it. Give it a year. Give it a year. Nah, it's quite hard to get to get the pick up, to be honest. <laughs> Has it has that been difficult after pandemic picking picking back up from where you were kind of those after like, massive singles? Uh, I mean, it's a total different situation now. Like my headspace is to not focus on that mm. and not kind of not look back on my career in any way that is not positive. Mm. And I now believe that the past is the past, and we've we've just got to enjoy what tomorrow brings and not nice. yesterday. Because if I sit there going that's unrealistic so maybe the best thing to do is just to enjoy the day so yeah i mean it's really hard cool. to compare because i'm just doing what i do and enjoying it as a hobby that thankfully pays so that i can do it all the time you know but that's that's yeah so it's, it's quite hard to compare but cool. i mean yeah i'd love three number ones <laughs> again yeah <laughs> but yeah oh jono he wanted to know, Jono is a house music producer and he makes like a piano house. So his... His I need to know now is, um, do, uh, what's it say? You may have already asked it, answered this, but, do, but did the producers approach John or the other way around? How does it all start when people want to work with you? I'm guessing he wants to work with you, John. <laughs> um... <laughs> I can't, we, we were trying to work this out the other day, whether I met him first or yep. we Twitter DM'd each other. But he was going to buy, I remember meeting him and I was working with Mr. Hudson and Calvin was in the studio upstairs and then we were laughing at his car, Calvin's car, because it had uh, bird shit all over it. And he walked out, he walked out of the building as I was laughing at this car with bird shit on and it turns out it was his. And then he... <laughs> He was really nice about it and fine, and he went and bought some flapjack from Tesco's, and then we started making a tune. So, <laughs> Love it. my advice on how to come together with other people—I have no idea. Uh, no, but I think it is like—I think it's a lot easier when, like, for me, like the the, the rudimental collab was like I. I worked in a got sacked for giving people free beers and I just wanted to do music. So I went on the dole and lived in my friend Piers's house. Mm. Piers is part of Rudimental. And then we made uh, Feel the Love and Not Giving In together in like literally in his bedroom. That did well. I made Love Me Again by myself. And then life just gets a bit easier once you've had success. So I mm. think every, everyone kind of reached out to me mm. because, you know, um, so, it, but it's it, it's a bit bit of both, really. Like it's, it's you've got to work hard to ask people, but also like be proud of what you do and be proud of your talents. Don't be desperate about them. You don't need other people to be talented or amazing, you know. So, yeah, it, there's no need to be desperate. <laughs> That's what I always think. But, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I love that. Not saying that this person is desperate, saying that I sometimes have come across as <laughs> desperate, but yeah. <laughs> right, let's move forward. So let's talk about let's talk about moving forward. 2022, you've changed the plan. Tell me about this. Tell me about what's 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 going forward now and tell me about the new the new adventures of John Newman. Sounds like a sounds mm. like a comic book. <laughs> the new adventures of John Newman. <laughs> um <laughs> So, so yeah, like month. I said, like when we went into the pandemic, I was like, 
back into the bedroom making the music that I just purely felt was the right thing to do. And that just turned out to be what had always been there and even more so at the time, dance music. And I then started watching like my live shows and was like, yeah, this is great, but when I do the ballads, everyone's off to get a pint. So I was like, when, when I watch Avicii playing Love Me Again or Kaigo playing my tunes or uh, Calvin playing our tunes or whatever, these big DJs, I see everyone just popping off all the time. And I was like, why don't I try and bring John Newman of the past into John Newman of the past past, which was me as a kid DJing, which mm. makes a new version of me uh, to the public eye. So it's been a, it's been a tricky one because you know, you, you're obviously going to get negativity when you try to do something new. People are obviously going to have an opinion. Uh, some people love it. Some people don't like it. But Marmite, you know, I'd still invest in the company. still a big company. <laughs> <laughs> it still sells well. So, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about creating this just me as, as this kind of dance all-rounder that's a producer DJ and singing as well because it's something I've always done. I'm just now bringing it into into the forefront of my career almost. So yeah, my new live show is really, really exciting. And it's kind of me fully integrated playing instruments and sampling and DJing and all these things where I feel like I'm really testing my, my, my abilities, which is what I've wanted for so long, something different. And then, and then in terms of being in the studio, I'm doing remixes for people now. I'm doing my own DJ mixes. I'm doing loads of stuff. So if anyone has been a fan or if anyone's a new fan, there's definitely plenty to be to be watching. And, 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 it, and it, I'm only going to try and take it further and further in what I do. So, yeah, hopefully um, I'll be accepted as a new, in the new era of me. And Is that a nervous time for you? Absolutely. Like, I... I said to you before the day that I decided to get rid of my management and my record label, I was like, what have I done? And then it took like two days and I started feeling amazing again. But like now, like next year, the exciting thing about all this is next year, you might sit there and I'll be like, please, Graham, please, can I do a Twitch with you? And you'll be like, nah, it all went to shit. I don't remember you. Or you might be like, John, can I do a Twitch with you? And I'm like, I'm crazy, crazy busy. But yeah, let's do it. But like, yeah. And hopefully you might be like, yo, I interviewed John Newman a year ago on Twitch. And now look at that. That's crazy. Or you might be like, where did he go? Mm. So that's exciting. That's because it's like, it's like being a kid again, where mm. it's, it's just all on the line, you know. Who, who are you remixing? That sounds amazing. I've just, I've, I've just done my own of... I've put a new single out called Waiting for a Lifetime and I've just done a, like a, I've called it John Newman 2.0 remix, but I should have really called it Lose Your Fucking Mind at a Festival remix. (laughs) That's really good. And that's generally the vibe I'm going for. Like, I want to be able to make commercial music and maybe remix it into more of a heavy festival kind of place. So, um, yeah, I'm doing that. Uh, and I, I, I was just working on one for Jax Jones. I don't know if that's going to ever appear to the world, but yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to do a few more, um, but I don't want to give away too much before I start doing them all. And that's cool. Just tell everyone I'm doing everything I'm doing. But, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Keep it. Yeah, make, yeah, make, make, yeah. The, make the moves, not announces. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 
Um, okay, should we? Well, well, let's listen. Let's listen to another track. Let's get in there. Um, let's bring up the releases. Oh shit, we want that one. We want. Let's bring up the. Let's bring up the. Let's bring up the one point zero, and then we we'll can listen to. We can listen to the two point zero afterwards. We have got the time. Yeah. Let's, let's play both of them. Giving it the right. Let's do yeah. both. Let's do both. Right. Let's play to this track. This is the. So this is the waiting for the lifetime, and this is the first one. We'll play it and then you can tell us about the uh, tell us about it all. Mm, I've been blind, but you love what I've been searching for. Go. Let's give that the Hulk. Hulk. Let's give it the Hulk. Smash! Smash! <laughs> smash! Exactly. That's Always the Hulk so smash. <laughs> um. Ta -ta. So that's that's waiting for a lifetime. Tell me, tell me about that track. Tell me, was how's how's it production for you? Do you start with the vocal, then produce the beats? How's that? How's your process work? I actually, um, I was saying before that me and Sigala, Bruce, were good friends. Mm. Uh, we are good friends. And I, yeah, I actually made that one with him. So we were just trying to make something that was like different for me. And we were just in the studio and then we were just kind of like playing with that vocal mm. and to mix it up. Because I was like, I've got this thing where I'm like, oh, like so fixated on sometimes trying to create what you call a John Newman chorus almost, which is like a big, high singing, addictive chorus. Mm. And I was like, we were trying to do something different. So we put, I put my headphones on and then put the mic live, but we put a little altar boy on over this piano. And I just started singing these bits. Mm. And then Bruce like chopped up bits of my vocal to do. Mm, mm, mm. And we just started getting this whole kind of weird vibe going on and started piecing together a chorus in more of a software way than I've ever done. And yeah, it just turned out to be like this track that's like so reflective of where I was mentally in my life, kind of saying I've been waiting for a whole lifetime for this and, and keep working towards it. And it meant something special in that way. But it also like, I wanted to make this amazing song for my missus and my wife and make this incredible song that reflected our relationship and do you know what the funny thing was? I spoke about it before. It was when I released it the day of my, that's the day my father actually passed away. And like I said, we hadn't connected for oh. 20 years and then I had this really deep relationship and then lost it. It took weeks to listen to the track because I mean, like we, I mean, my wife just said, oh my God, like, the first time we heard it after that, we were both just streaming in tears because every single lyric just felt like it related to me waiting my whole life to reconnect with my father and this whole thing. So 
It's oh still God. quite hard to listen to because it is so. It's but it's it's funny, isn't it? Like songs are like star signs. Like mm. somebody tells you this concept and you totally believe it, and you're like so in on what this lyric is saying to you as a person. And I think, yeah, that one, that one's a tough one, and I, I dedicated the release to my dad because I know he'd be so proud. So it's definitely an emotional song for me, and still hard to listen to. But I'm so so proud of where I've got to after what I've been through uh, mentally and in my career to then get to here now and to bring these things together that angry person about my childhood to then I was so proud that I managed to back back down and pull up the white flag and, and, and reconnect with my dad and it just feels like them two things have connected into this song so it's such a special song for me in life never mind like music like or hobbies or anything it just yeah it's amazing that we can make music that's so powerful towards ourselves in that way you know um before we play the next one uh we have loads of vocalists in my community chat and community and i thought i'd just ask you for tips or any tips you can give them on kind of writing lyrics top lines kind of where you kind of go into a headspace that kind of allows you to to write these amazing lyrics I, my, I mean, it's different for everybody and I'm not like a guru and I don't want to look that way because I believe that there's far more people talented than me at this. But um, I think it's about, for me, it's always simplicity um, when it comes to music and in every way. So I think the simplicity of me making my top lines or lyrics is that I generally start with an idea that so I, I basically just like get the, the simplest thing of which is the melody in my head of something mm. and then it's about giving that time and, and seeing what the music feels like with that and then I start producing something from there but to skip the production bit I think for me the, I know this is a different way of working on it but I like to take time whereas some top liners and songwriters want to get it done that day where I'm a bit like I feel like get the melody idea, maybe get a production, and then really focus on the lyrics in a storytelling way. I generally, when I'm really getting into lyrics, I'll write like three to four pages of a subject. And that subject might be like, you've really pissed me off. I'm annoyed because this is bullshit and you shouldn't have done that. And da da da, -da and just generally rant. And then what you do is compress that into the core subject, which is more in a song structure. And then you translate them words into rhyming words, but you still get that concept. So it's, it's about a big ranting story or a big nice story and then compressing it into more of like each kind of section of kind of meaning or subject. And then maybe saying, okay, well, that'd be a good subject for verse one, verse two, mm. and then compressing it even more and then turning that into a lyrical format so it's got the rhyming words and it sits with the melodies and things like that. Um, sure. Yeah, so I spend a lot of time on lyrics and make sure that I get them doing the things that I want to do to make it feel like I want to sing that song. Yeah, that must be nice though. That must be quite like a, like a nice kind of outlet. You kind of by spending all that time writing, it kind of it gets it out of you. Like that, like we we're speaking about earlier with mental health and kind of you know it, that must be a kind of help your mental health by writing writing out out all these problems and all these or all these nice stories and kind of just feeling them a bit. You know. Do you know where I got the idea from? I read this like songwriter's A I can't remember like A to Z songwriter's book and it was I can't remember who wrote it, but basically she said I don't um yeah. But basically she said in it 
if you feel like you've got writer's block where you just feel like you can't like get out what you want to do and you're frustrated by it all, it's probably due to something that's annoyed you or a situation. So the best thing to do is if it's a person in particular or a subject in particular, mainly a person, the best thing to do is to write to them, write their name on the top and say to whoever, this is why you've pissed me off. You've really upset me for this reason and da 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 chuck in the bin and what you've done there is released that so i was like can i do that whilst making the song so then i never get writer's block and that's mm. so then that's how i i started that whole process that that's write sick. the story go for it you know yeah yeah amazing I'm, i think i might try that with, i might try that when i'm just stressed anyway that's like <laughs> i think Totally. <laughs> I think I think I'll end up writing to my careful. I think I, careful which bin you put it in, though. <laughs> Before we play the next track, oh, I saw a really good question. Uh, I think it was surround sound. Oh, I know what it was. Yes, surround sound. Surround sound needs to know John Newman, Hovis or Warburton's. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Un it's very it's a poignant point to be honest <laughs> to be honest Hovis I'd probably I don't I mean white white is white bread yeah it's all good with <laughs> butter a lot of butter and anything put in there I'm a northerner you could put anything in there so let's yep. not let's not divert let's not segregate I'm just going to say the winner in all of this is white bread. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you've wasted your high need to know button. Right, let's crack on with some more music. Let's play the version two. So version two of of um, oh. waiting for a lifetime. Tell me about version two and two point Oh man, it's like it's literally what I, I made it because I was like, I just want to be in a field my mind at two a.m. with the full, full spectrum <laughs> of um, special effects available on the festival. And, oh, I just <laughs> want to be stood in a club in Leeds again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or stood in a club in Leeds again, just like losing my mind to it. So I was like, whatever I do, if I'm going to make a 2.0 version that says where my head's at in a mm. production format and ideally where I'd like to go if if I didn't have the restraints of uh the past and what you should be as an artist that's where i'd go so i just went really heavy um and i love it amazing <laughs> before i play that before i play this track do you get a special effects rider as part of your as part of your as part of our i must have these it, it, epic <laughs> I, I got given a brochure before we so basically you get a brochure and then you can choose what you have uh at that specific um so we've got a rider but some people won't suit to it, yep. and then they'll give you a brochure and say, "Would you, would you like to pay extra to get these ones on top? These are what we've got." So yeah, you definitely would do that, wouldn't you? You would definitely go, "Yes, I'm pretty oh, cool. Yeah. It's cool, oh, isn't it?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the best, like the best thing is when I got given the brochure off my tour manager. He was like, "What do you want at your upcoming gigs if the rider includes it?" So I was obviously like, I think it was called like a level two fireworks show. 
I was like, level two fireworks, sure. That'd be good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wanted, like, I just put all the above, please. I was like, can I actually have everything? Can they do a level one fire show at the same time as they do a level two, three, and four? <laughs> Oh my god! I want to know. Is that the level? Two, is that the with the big? You know those. You know those big rockets. That, oh my god! Yes. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier about the CO twos and and, expl- and, and, exp- and fireworks. Have you played the uh, CO two the uh, effect the effect, the drinking game the CO two drinking game where you basically every time that one goes off you have a little you have a little shot. <sighs> We did. We did that. We did that. With, a proper shot, like that's... yeah. So we so we we did it. We did. We, we I went to this thing with Calvin. We actually where Calvin Harris was playing, and he and it was in the middle of his EDM career. So obviously, <laughs> oh my god, effects were going off every thirty seconds, and we were and we were doing Jaeger bombs basically every thirty seconds when a cat when 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 a, when a <laughs> went off or a, or a <laughs> went off and a yeah. Oh, that must have been very painful. <laughs> like, there is so much CO2 in his shows. Yeah. And like, yeah, man, like literally it's like twice every drop, I think. And drops come few and like a lot in his show. It's called the pyro drinking game. It's, it's, it's hilarious. But but obviously, gonna, as we're on the front don't page... Don't do it whilst you're playing. Yeah. And drink water. And drink water. <laughs> yeah, and don't do and it. don't do it whilst you're headlining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But yeah. drink responsibly and it's good fun. But anyway, let's play this track. Let's go back into Spotify mode. This is 2.0. Um, let's ca- and we'll carry on in a minute. Oh, yeah. All I need, oh, yeah. All I need, oh, yeah. I'm on my knees, oh, yeah. I've been waiting for a lifetime for you. Holy moly. Holy... That can have the... I, I feel like it needs the double. Like, it needs the, it needs the rave horn as well. Holy moly. I love it. I want to go and party. That's fucking amazing. It absolutely stinks, doesn't it? <laughs> Holy moly. 
There's so many people going, I'm going out now. I'm going out now. I want to go out now. <laughs> Let's go. I feel you. I feel those people in the chat. Oh my God, I need to party. Jabber FX. I, may, I do as well. Today, <laughs> stinking bass <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so that, so that, I'm still a little bit like that. I wasn't expecting that much raviness. That's amazing. Uh, your vocal sounds amazing on there. The vocal processing sounds absolutely wicked. And I love the little one that goes down just before it kind of drops. That where it was like, oh, really low, low one. That was, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. The little, little auto boy. <laughs> that's it. So that's, that's just come out as well. We'll play that play again in a minute. <laughs> Get the rave back on. So I'm well up for it. I'm well up for it. Let's end on it. Let's end on it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Normski, question for John. What genre of music do you prefer your lyrics to be used over? And is this the same as your favourite music or, do you, or does it differ? He thinks your voice is perfect. Perfect and capital perfect for drum and bass. And he, and he likes it to be used there. Okay, cool. No, right. Yeah, got it. Do you I, yeah. My preferred genre... Yeah, my preferred genre is dance music, like whether it be house or 90s kind of ravey or festival or mm. whatever. I just yeah. like it to have euphoria or heaviness or something that brings me a feeling. Yeah. Um, in terms of D&B, obviously love drum and bass, but it's not, it's not really a global <laughs> mainstream radio thing, so I have to kind of try and avoid that, even though I do love heavy D&B. I mean, I did well with Rudimental on that tune, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like I need to, yeah. So you mentioned you got your new, your new, your new setup for touring. Have you, have, has you been out there? Did I see you were in Italy recently? Was that, is that, have you been testing this out? Have you been road testing the new, the new setup? Yeah, very much. I've done a fair few shows. I've done a few too many of sitting down shows, which is really odd mm. for this new, like kind of energetic live show, but uh, where did I do a really big one? I did one in Wickham, like which was sick. Like I headlined a festival in Wickham, which was amazing. And Romania, cool. I did I did Saga Festival, which is like a new, it's like the new Untold Festival and like Tomorrowland vibes, like big heavy dance festival. So that was amazing, and really got to give the the, the new setup. Up a good test, um, which is really exciting, yeah. And then, what have you got coming for 2022? Where can we see you this year? I've got loads of stuff coming up. My next one's snow bombing up in the Alps, which is nice. really, really fun. Sh sh yeah, should be nice and exciting. And have you been there before? Uh, yeah, I've got loads. No, I've never done it. I've never like oh I my went god, to the Alps for the first time last week. Last week, randomly, yeah. Um, we just went for a drive and we drove up into basically a ski resort yep. with no ski clothes. So we just looked completely weird. But yeah, no, I've never done snowboarding before, no, which is really exciting. Oh, it's epic. We did it. We we had a stage there for data transmission a long time ago. We had basically on top of the mountain there's an igloo stage, or there was an igloo stage, and basically we had a we did it we did an outside thing on top of on the side of the igloo during this during the sun in the afternoon, and people were like dress so everyone dresses up in fancy dress and I basically was DJing to like uh, to a Wookiee and a, and a Darth Vader and a Pink Panther, and it was just it was just it was just incredible. Um, it's an amazing experience. You see people coming down the slopes dressed in fancy dress. It's it's incredible. You're gonna have a great time. Oh there for wow, sure. that sounds. And it's uh, randomly, it's my friend from Rudimental. It's his stag do whilst we're there. Oh my god! So gosh. that is going to be very messy. It's going to be fun though. Very fun. <laughs> 
I don't know how well they go together, like skiing <laughs> and absolutely wasted. But we'll see. you'll you'll find it happens at snow bombing. It's incredible. One thing I will say is go <laughs> go and go go and check out Hands the Butcher. It's legendary. And basically it's this mad like butchers, but he just serves burgers and meats and has DJs and and everyone kind of hangs out there and it's 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 an incredible place there. Hang what is it? Hangs the butcher. Hands the butcher. All right, I'm going. That sounds amazing, yeah. It's just like it's it's an actual butcher, but then he just like they just cook it all up and then and then like there's there's DJs and yeah, yeah, it's, 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 I, do you know, I, was, I went, I was, I was there when I, one time and I was just sat down, I was just having like, just having a burger and then I looked around and Mark Ronson was sat next to me and I was just like, oh, hello. <laughs> like, yeah, that was, that was, that I was always a fun had time. this thing, like, I always had this thing at the start of my career because I was like a cocky northerner that was like full of energy. I always feel like Mark Ronson's like the coolest, like, quietest, yeah. nicest, nicest guy. But it makes me want to go up to him and go, oh, you've done so well, haven't you? <laughs> and see what his reaction would be. I'd love to see what he'd be like. He'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh you've done so well, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> it'd be so good. <laughs> I actually know him quite a bit now, and I think he'd be like, get off of me. Don't do that, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It was, it's good. That it's good. Yeah. I'm glad. Okay. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play another track. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right back uh, and play some drum and bass for those drum and bass people that are in the chat. The beginning. Let's, let's do this uh, and go drum and bassy for you guys, drum and bass fans in the chat. There we go. That I still love that record. That's absolutely epic. Can we hear John? It still, it's, it sounds fresh, but it does sound old, doesn't it? Like some of the synths do sound old now. Do you feel like your voice has has changed over the years and aged? Do you feel like because listening to the listening to your newest track, you kind of more there's more depth and tone to your voice, and is that kind of a, just just because you've got older and wiser? And I think so. I think it's like I don't know if it's older and wiser. It's just. I mean, I've got it tattooed on my chest. It, you can't see it. <laughs> but it says people change. And I yeah. think we do. Like, just generally, like, obviously influences change over time as well. And the style that you're doing changes. Mm. So it just kind of all goes hand in hand. It really changed when I actually started properly, like, touring all the time because the muscle got stronger, if mm. you know what I mean. And it's just changed again because I've stopped smoking. I used to smoke cigarettes, which is not good. You shouldn't do that. Mm. But uh, and I've stopped that myself, and that really changes your voice. So yeah, That's maybe good. I'll sound like Daffy Duck or something on the next <laughs> record again. <laughs> again, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I remember when they first played that. I was doing a, I was doing a video shoot, uh, and they, they played it on Capital Radio, and we had it on for the first time. Mm. And the woman turned around and said. Um, she said, who is that guy? He sounds like a dying goat when he sings. <laughs> I've done all this. And then you that's what I was like, this is just, I don't know what to do. It's like, is this the end? So, so <laughs> soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
Uh, let me have a look through the questions. See what else. If you want, if you've got a question or you've got a, I need to know now. if you need to know something right now of John Newman, get it in the chat right now. <laughs> this has been fucking. I'm keeping this button, by the way. We're going to ask other people these things. Please do. <laughs> Can you send it to me? <laughs> I think I could probably make it to be honest, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if John could write any vocal any vocals for anyone, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a big one. Oh, wow, that's a good one. Um, I, I think I'll change it to like, yeah, like who would maybe who would like to work with? But Sia, like, oh my days, Sia is crazy, inspiring, and amazing. Florence Welsh, I love Florence Welsh so much. I think she's ridiculously mm. talented. Love to work with her. Love mm -hmm. Griff. Griff's really good as well. Um, I'm just going to go with them for now. Rihanna. Rihanna. Definitely Rihanna. 100%. <laughs> f funny story. We spoke about Calvin a lot in this interview, but I went to do Coachella with him. And basically, I fancied Rihanna and admired her for basically my whole life. And then I had the opportunity to meet her, but because I was so starstruck, I didn't actually say anything. Oh, no. And Cal yeah, and Calvin walked away after he introduced us, so we just stood there in oh, no. silence. Oh, no. Was and, then she and then she walked away. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she walked away. I partly walked away, so I was kind of just left stood by myself to reflect on my, my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. That proper awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. It was uh, very, very awkward. Yeah. I, I mean, he's better than me turning around in silence and then going, I love you. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dahir eight Kahona. I heard an unreleased track in your set. I think it's called Holly Love, maybe, and it sounds wicked. When can we hear it soon? Oh, get that getting exclusives. Mm. Um, Pause. <laughs> yeah, it's called Holy Love, and it's yeah. a track that I really, really, really love. And the version that I played in my live sets was definitely to test it out and see how it well it run, which it did very well. Mm. The test drive went really well, and now I'm just making sure that I really, really want want it to be perfect, and then we'll see what happens with it in the future. But yeah. Is that going to be one of the benefits of this new live set that you can just like make little things and test them and, and see if they get reactions and kind of be your own A&R basically? Yeah, totally. And I think the crowd and, and people in general are are the best, the best judges of that. Like mm. seeing a crowd reacting, that's not a, like a standard thing. It's got to be something that moves them. And I think that's the priority for me at the moment to make mm. People enjoy my music and move and, and find it addictive and euphoric. So yeah, like I said, that that track passed the test, and I think that is that's a successful start to trying to do that. So yeah, I mean, I could, it's a thing that DJs and producers do all the time. So I can definitely mm. do it more. But yeah, yeah, I remember I, I I used to work at a nightclub in London, and they um we used to have the terminals, the Chemical Brothers as residents, and they it was basically when the, before even CDJs was there, and they we we go to them, they turn up and we go they kind of bring these like one cut vinyls of, of new tracks and we're like how many have you got what are you testing and they were like not saying but definitely not five new tracks and we're like we're like like yes <laughs> yes okay wicked amazing amazing we can't tell you yeah, but it's not five minute. yeah yeah <laughs> next minute you hear hey boy 
Hey, go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh my God. Uh, and saturate. We definitely didn't hear saturate and, and before, before, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Anyone else got something they need to know right now? Uh, John Newman, before we, before we close up and say, thank you so much for joining us. Let's do one more. I need to know now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm so we were like should we do it should we do it or is it going to be annoying oh wait somebody just said can we do a remix contest that's something that I'm actually about to do with my new single if everybody goes and follows me on Instagram uh, which would be ideal uh, but also yeah anyone interested in that yeah, do I will be putting that out soon so you should all um definitely get involved so yeah keep an eye on my socials and that will oh my come, yeah. oh my god we definitely definitely when we when that comes out get your team to email it to me we'll put it in our discord so anyone that wants to join it in the discord as well we'll put we'll, we'll put the links and stuff in the discord when that happens so they can everyone can get involved in that remix cool. yeah someone said in the chat john i want john in my raving crew <laughs> i'm well up for that <laughs> let's go <laughs> <laughs> right John Newman thank you so much for joining me on Twitch this has been absolutely epic uh, and I hope to see you very soon and, and I hope you enjoyed yourself I've really really enjoyed myself and, and it's been a pleasure to be on here and also on the twin, Twitch front page and to also answer all these amazing questions from everyone and play music and all these great things so I will be. I'll, I'll be. I'll be watching you. <laughs> that sounds so weird. No, I'm waiting for the pool thing. To be honest. Oh so. yeah, we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for it. But anyway, thank you so much to you and also to everyone that's been on here and and all the amazing comments as well. It's been it's been a wicked afternoon to be honest. So thank, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>